welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life brought to you by Gamer Goo. My name is Mark Turcotte and I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2021. We are halfway through the week. That's right, we're that much closer to our next episode of WandaVision. I can't wait for Wanda Friday and uh, see where the show is going to go. Lots of rumors going around yesterday about a potential cameo. This is coming from Elizabeth Olsen. Not necessarily... I don't think she said that it's this Friday, but at some point in the series, we were going to get an epic cameo and a lot of rumors running around of who this could be. And uh, you know what? I I was trying to think in my head, who could it be potentially from the MCU? And you know what? I don't think it's somebody from the MCU. And I'm putting my money on. I'm just saying this right now, throwing it out there. Who is Wanda's father? It's Magneto himself. And maybe, just maybe... Mr. Sir Ian McKellen may be appearing in this series. That would blow folks' mind. I, I honestly like if if we did if, if that happens, the Wanda Friday show will literally be me just saying Ian McKellen into a microphone for 20 minutes straight. It's literally all it's gonna be. So be prepared if that happens at some point. But uh we'll see if that's this Friday. I don't know if it's gonna be, but we shall see. But a little bit of housekeeping here, guys. We have some stuff to talk about today. Don't forget you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturka M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course, you can always email the show at the at gmail.com. I want to kick it off today with um kind of the reveal of Mass Effect Legendary Edition. This uh was announced uh back at the was it the Game Awards, I want to say? Uh, or even maybe like the the E3, not this past. Uh, one, but I want to say it might have even been the year before. So we knew this was coming. I mean, it had been rumored for a long time, kind of this this remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. Uh, well, we did get a big reveal. A lot of content creators got to see this. Uh, it's now Game Informer's kind of game of the month. So they're, you know, in the Game Informer issue, and they're going to be rolling out videos and that here kind of all throughout February. Uh, but it has been confirmed. It is coming May 14th. Uh, it is a 4K essentially remaster of the game, especially it seems Mass Effect 1 is getting a lot, a lot of love uh, from this. They've gone in there and kind of tweaked the UIs. Um, like, like I said, it's going to be in 4K. HDR has been added to it. Um, they've made it where, um, I guess, Mass Effect 1 now is going to play a lot more like 2 and 3 because it was very much a, a different game. Um, they've even added kind of the extended cut ending and all the DLCs are going to be included in there. It is going to be just one launcher for it. Um, when they did put out the Mass Effect trilogy on the PS3 and on the Xbox 360, those were the original games all, all on separate discs. So this is going to be kind of one unified um, version of all three of those. Kind of you just fire up that that launcher and you got all three right there. Um, the character creator has been boosted. They've even made it where the the default female Shepard is the same through all the games. You can kind of start with her back in Mass Effect 1. Um I'm excited for this, guys. And, you know, I do wish it was coming a little bit sooner. I think I had my hopes that this was going to be a March launch. I'm, I'm sure COVID probably had something to do with that, why they were unable to get it out, um, you know, un until May. Uh, because I have a feeling that come May, we're going to have some, you know, bigger next-gen games, or I say next-gen, now current-gen games. You know, I think of games like Ratchet & Clank, all that. So to put out uh, remasters of now, now granted, believe me, Mass Effect is up there for me, and I intend in every way to buy this legendary edition collection i mean i already have the trilogy on pc I still own my 360 copies of all three games and i still intend to buy this and play through the whole thing again it's been years since i've played through especially mass effect 3 i only played through it one time uh one and two i've actually played through twice uh, but i do want to play through all of this 
Um, but you know, I do wish it was coming a little bit earlier because I think now it would be a perfect time to launch it a little bit earlier here with, you know, right now in sight, we don't see a lot of games launching. Um, but I will say if you've never played the Mass Effect series, now is going to be the time for you to do it. This series is just incredible. I mean, it is, look, there's been some great Bioware games. Obviously, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is kind of up there as the number one, you know, that everybody loves. Um, but this, I feel, is truly what set, um, you know, Bioware kind of on the map, at least on the console side. Bioware had been known on the PC for a while. Uh, but this is really, truly what kind of really pushed them over. Um, now, the reason they kind of made Mass Effect, I don't know if you know some of that story, is that they actually, because they made Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, they didn't want to renew the license for Star Wars. So they said, well, we still want to do a sci-fi epic. Let's just do our own. And that's what they did. And um, it is, it's an incredible, credible series. The story is fantastic. Um, you know, I think, again, if you've missed Mass Effect, kind of that first go around, now is going to be the perfect time. Because everybody's going to be playing it. I mean, this is going to be back into the conscience of people. And on top of that, knowing that there's a new Mass Effect in development, I mean, we got that uh, kind of as the final trailer at the Game Awards. Um, there's never been a better time to play Mass Effect. So I can't wait, guys. I really can't wait to play this. Um, now, the interesting part is it is um, only really releasing on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, it, there is no plan, supposedly, to have an updated version for the PS5 and the, the Series X and S. They're basically just saying, yep, it's forward compatible. And of course, you're going to get the perks of those systems where you're getting faster load times and things like that. But there's not actually a dedicated current-gen version of the game that they're going to put out like a patch. So it's going to be pretty much the same version. I mean, again, you're going to get the bumps on those systems just that you natively get with um, the last-gen games. But uh, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I thought for sure they would be doing that, putting out like some sort of next-gen uh, patch, but in the end, I mean, the game's going to be running in 4K and it'll be 60 frames per second. What else do you want, right? I mean, I guess potentially you could have better textures, but um, you know, they've already gone in there and done a lot of that, and a lot of that'll still work on the PS4 and Xbox One. And the game is still running in Unreal Engine 3, so they didn't even port it up to even Unreal Engine 4. So this is still going to be Unreal 3. Um, so it's it's you know, it makes sense that they're not necessarily doing, it, and it'll work on those consoles anyway, anyways. But uh, yeah, May 14th, we'll be getting the new Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Uh, this was kind of some breaking news that I just saw actually this morning uh, here when I was getting ready to go. And, you know, honestly, I don't really know what this means so much, but it is, I'm sure, a big deal because it is, uh, you know, a big video game company getting acquired. And that is that Gearbox has been sold to Embracer for $1.3 billion. Embracer is a uh, Swedish holding company, and they're actually known as THQ Nordic. So if you remember when THQ, uh, when Nordic Games basically was all those assets were picked up by THQ, or I'm sorry, all the THQ assets were picked up by Nordic, this is the same same group. Now this game, or this company has been putting out um, a lot of like older games, kind of putting them out. They're the ones that did the Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, you know, I believe they're still the ones that kind of do Darksiders in that. Maybe don't don't quote me on that, but I think they, they might be um, put those out and then put out Genesis. Um, but regardless, um, Gearbox getting picked up. It says uh, that, uh, uh, what's his name? Randy Pitchford's still going to be the Gearbox head even after this because, I mean, he obviously is the face of Gearbox. I mean, that's not surprising at all. They, they want to keep him there. Um, but uh, just an interesting thing. I mean, I, I had no clue that Gearbox was even trying to get on the market. But $1.3 billion, yeah, that'll say a lot, right? If somebody's kind of putting that in your face, I think you're going to sell your company and potentially be willing to do so. So, 
Um, we'll see. You know, I mean, obviously, Borderlands 3 seemed to be extremely successful. They've put out some DLCs. I even think there's now another round of DLCs they're going to be putting out. Um, I did see just yesterday... Ah, oh, crap. I can't believe I can't think of the name. But there was... Um, Almost like their MOBA slash hero shooter that they put out. They're finally shutting down those servers. Uh, and that was supposed to be launched right around the same time as Overwatch. It was like, oh, they're going to be the two competitors. And it just failed miserably. Obviously, the power of Blizzard and Overwatch just crushed that game. Um, and maybe this is part of it. Maybe they're like, well, we'll, we'll shut the servers down because Embracer does not want to keep the servers running at all. Um but uh, yeah, interesting story. We'll kind of see where that goes. Uh, we did also get yesterday the announcement of EA Sports College Football is returning. That's right, NCAA football is on the way back. Uh, it is coming. I know a lot of people actually enjoyed those games more so than the Madden games because one of the interesting things that those games always did was you almost had like a, I don't want to say a crowd meter, but it was something to do with the crowds where they would basically boost you up and uh, you know help you help your team, you know, when you have big plays, kind of like what a college game is. I mean, the the crowds at college games always seem more rowdy, right, than, than the, the pro games. And partly just because half of it is all students in the crowds just going bananas and losing their minds on a Saturday, right? So uh, pretty neat, I think, that that's coming back. Now, one of the interesting things is the game will not include uh, no, there will be no student-athlete names, images, or likeness. And it says EA Sports is continuing to watch those developments closely. So there has been a lot of talk here just in the United States, just in general, not just in college football, but in just NCAA and the idea of, of um, players being able to make money outside of the school with endorsements and all that. We will see kind of where that goes, um, you know, from from uh, um, that standpoint. I mean, I would assume if something like that does get approved here in the States, obviously that's when we're going to start seeing it in players probably creating some sort of union. I mean, basically that's what the Madden is, right? It's the NFL players union that is, allows their likenesses and all that to be inside the game. Same deal when it comes to uh, like MLB, the show or NBA, uh, the 2K series, same way. The players actually, it's the union that's kind of negotiating that. So who knows what's going to happen on the EA and the NCAA front. But in the end, you know, that's one of the things about college football is it's like, players are constantly rotating right i mean they they come in they they play their couple of years and then they're off to the pros or they're they graduate and they're done so i think you know it's it's okay in an ea game or in a ncaa game i think it's when you convert over to the to the nfl the pro level that's when you want to see the stars right so uh i think they'll be fine now is this game something i would really want to jump into for me personally no i'm, I'm not a huge college football fan um, and I, I think we might have talked, I might have talked about that here on the show before. For me, it's really just because, again, the player turnover. Like, I have no no affiliation to a team per se. I don't, I just don't go into that. But I will say, I know there are a lot of people that are just extremely passionate about college sports, uh, especially here just living in Carolina. Like, basketball is everything here. I mean, come, come March, you know, March Madness, it is mayhem here. And actually, I have a customer. This is, you guys are probably going to get a kick out of this. He's an older customer, and we live. We're not that far from Clemson. I mean, in the end, it's, it's maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, last time we drove by there, it's been a while, but it's not too far from where I live. And so we have a lot of Clemson fans, a lot of Clemson graduates, and a lot of times when Clemson plays, uh, they'll, they'll play here in, in Charlotte when they're not in the national ter- national um, game. Um, but I have a, an older customer who every time he comes into the store, this man is head to toe. And I, oh, I literally mean to toe because sometimes he's had on shoes that are Clemson branded. He'll have on like khaki shorts that have a little Clemson logo in the corner. He'll have on like if it's 
the winter right now, he'll have a coat or like a pullover of some kind, or if it's summer, he's got a t-shirt, or he'll have pants that'll be like wind pants with the Clemson logo. He's had shoes that are the Clemson colors. He'll usually have a hat on. He is Mr. Clemson. And the crazy thing is, it's not like he's wearing the same outfit every time. I mean, this guy, he, he, I've never asked him before, but he's clearly gone to Clemson. He, I'm, I've seen him wear one of the, uh, shirts that he wears says he's a Clemson booster. And it's just like, I, it just boggles my mind just how how big of a Clemson freak this guy is. But and he's like an older guy. I mean, he's got to be almost seventy years old. I, but I love it every time he comes in. It's so great. Um, but uh, yeah, so we'll see where NCAA sports goes or NCAA football goes. But you know, now this means I'm, I'm sure we'll start seeing the rise of the other NCAA games if they're doing it for football. Why not? Right? Bring especially basketball. Bring basketball in. Um, I think that'd be pretty neat. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit over to uh, some Disney Plus news. I didn't mention this yesterday, but uh, it was confirmed um, that a Wakanda television series is in the works for Disney Plus, And it is, of course, being brought to us, which why wouldn't it be, by Ryan Coogler, who, of course, directed Black Panther. So this is awesome news. Disney did actually confirm this. Um, I, you know, you wonder, like, what would that series be? Obviously... Um, with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, you know, we don't know who's going to play the Black Panther, if anybody. Now, I mean, obviously, a lot of folks' money is on Shuri coming back to be the Black Panther. I mean, I think that would make the most sense, being that it did happen in the comics. But I think the interesting thing is a Wakanda series would be super, super interesting because you could take it in many, many different directions, right? You could take it from the angle of having the current Black Panther just on adventures, right? I mean, I guess you could do that. You could have it as his guard constantly going out to the world on adventures and doing things. I mean, you could even, to me, what I think would be very interesting is the political side of it. To me, that's one of the most interesting things about Wakanda is like their involvement in politics, especially now moving forward, having them basically be a new country on the map, right? I mean, Wakanda had always been there in the MCU, but the, the state of Wakanda and the you know, now the po- the known power of Wakanda is out there. And to me, that is just intriguing. And where that could go with the relationships with other people in the world, um, I think could just be very, very interesting. So I don't know where they're going to go. And look, I don't want it to be just a political show, obviously, but um, I think it would be cool. So we'll see kind of where, where that goes. Who knows when we're going to get news on that. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of the shows that we've already seen announced on Disney Plus will all come before this. I mean, obviously, they're already working on Black Panther 2. I'm, I'm sure we'll see that drop before we get the Wakanda series. You know, maybe that, I would assume, would lead into the Wakanda series. Um, but, man, Marvel just making moves on, on Disney Plus. I absolutely love it. I'm there for everything. Right now, I think I talked about it yesterday. I am just on a Marvel high, all into Marvel uh, right now. And um, actually, I, I mentioned over the weekend, I kind of caught up on caught up on Avengers, which right now is just fantastic. Uh, ran through a whole arc where essentially Moon Knight is the villain. Just awesome reading that uh, kind of Moon Knight as a villain within, you know, against the Avengers. It was just awesome to read and the power that the man had uh, essentially taking Thor's hammer, taking Mjolnir, um, taking the spirit of vengeance from Ghost Rider. Like it was just an awesome arc. I absolutely loved it. Um, but then I also caught up on X-Men, on Hickman's X-Men, uh, because I totally missed the, the X of Swords event, which kind of had been running um, over the last couple of months. What was it from uh, like September to, uh, through November? So I finally got to the point, to the beginning of that event, uh, but that kind of led me through the, the run of X-Men, um, kind of kicking into Marauders again. Now I, I started over on that. Um, but I, I got to say, I love 
kind of the state of the X-Men, kind of the, this reboot, this relaunch that Jonathan Hickman did of kind of um, where the X-Men stand now kind of in the world is great. You know, creating their own basically island nation for mutants and just kind of the power they're showing over humans now in the books, I think is just, just awesome. I mean, it's always kind of been there, but you know, when you would always have kind of Xavier and the X-Men, you know, always kind of battling, you know, I you always think of the other side of like Magneto, who's like, no, you know, mutants are the next evolution of humans. And, and you know, it seemed like the X-Men and, and more again, from, from Professor X's viewpoint, always wanted to still kind of be like, no, we can, we can live together. Things can be great. But this new era of the X-Men, even though they are living with humans and have given them medicine that helps, you know, save their lives and extend their lives and that, because that's kind of the, the deal they made with humanity. Um, there's something about it that is like, I can't help but feel like Magneto's vision is kind of one. Like, like the view of them just, you know, yeah, sure, we'll help the humans, but everything we're doing is really more to help us, because that's kind of where this whole series has been, is... What what threat is there to the X-Men and, and mutants? And, you know, we don't want any mutants to die. And if they do, they're able to rebirth them now through this new rebirthing process, which is a weird thing. It's, I don't know, I'm just really loving how out there this, this series is getting. And X of Swords takes it to the next level. If you don't know, Apocalypse is kind of one of the X-Men now. He's, he's part of kind of what's going on. And he plays a major role, not only in the X-Men book, but into X of Swords and it's, I'm not even going to get into really explaining X of Swords because there is just so much there. So it just gets deep. But long long story short, there is like a tournament that is happening and it's kind of uh, for the fate of of the mutants and of Earth. And it's, it's just cool. Like everything about it is cool. I'm all about the X-Men right now. Uh, really digging it, which, you know, leads me to why I'm thinking in WandaVision, we may potentially get a very epic you know, X-Men tie. I mean, a lot of people have been thinking that WandaVision is going to kind of be that the house of M for the MCU, which, you know, and kind of bring in the mutants through that. I don't know if we're going house of M level, but I, I think the cameo could be what could potentially really, truly tie it in, you know, so we'll see where it goes. But I, man, I can't wait for WandaVision this Friday. Like I said, man, I, I'm all about uh, Marvel right now, which which is awesome. Which you know, unfortunately, I was able to pick up Into the Dark, the Star Wars book yesterday. My my store did end up having it, the New High Republic novel. And so it's like, man, I, I want to keep reading X of Swords, but I, I I got this New High Republic novel I want to read. So I kind of have two things going right now. So um, I got to find the time, man. Too much too much awesome out there. Too much things to be excited about, and not enough time. Not enough time in the day. I actually was lucky last week. I was off most of the week, so. Um, but I am coming up this weekend. I got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So I'm hoping to try to get through most of Into the Dark this weekend here. And, and uh, you know, but I am working late these next couple nights. So I don't know if I'll be able to do any reading at night. But my wife, she's she's tearing through a book series right now. So hopefully, you know, when, when she's reading, that's when I'll be reading. It's kind of like when you have a baby, right? When the baby sleeps, you sleep. So when my wife's reading, that's what I'm going to be reading. That's uh, <laughs> that's going to be my mindset to try to get through into the dark. But let's wrap it up there, guys. Uh, as always, big thanks to GamerGoo for supporting the show. GamerGoo, a big supporter here of The Enthusiast Life. You know, I've always appreciated that. GamerGoo is that antiperspirant for your hands. If you're interested in uh, not, no longer having sweaty hands while playing some video games, head on over to GamerGoo.com. You can check out all the information over there as well as all the different scents that he has over there, including the orange, the peppermint, and the 
latest, the Beach Breeze. And if you are interested in purchasing any of those, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Again, that's GamerGoo.com. Use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. Well, guys, have a good rest of your day. Tomorrow, I don't know, honestly, what we'll be talking about. Hopefully, I can get into some of the uh, the High Republic. We'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, who knows what else. I'm sure we're going to get some awesome stories coming out today. So until then, have a great rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time.